Hello fellow riders, this is your host Rusty James. It is Wednesday, April 4th, 2018, and this is The Ride. Hello, hello, it is another brand spanking new morning. Glad you're along for the ride. Today is unique in that I see all the white stuff again. I'm driving through, yes, a minor blizzard situation. April 4th, did I fail to mention that? Yeah, April 4th. April 4th. But that's okay. I can deal. It makes everything look pretty, but I thought we were done with this stuff. At least I'm out of the snow belt right this moment. I can actually see further than 200 feet in front of me. I guess in the big scheme of things, this isn't a terrible problem to have. I mean, there are bigger problems out there. And I know God's gotten me through mine and he'll get you through yours as long as you keep putting your trust in him. A couple days ago I had a pretty challenging day to say the least. My whole day was fraught. I love that word. It was fraught with difficulty and my list, my to-do list for that day, I don't even know if I made a dent in it because I had a lot of fires to fight and the Lord has given me wisdom over the years so I've known how to fight many of these fires but one of them was very difficult in fact it was one that none of my colleagues had ever seen before even the guy that had gone before me in this role had never seen it before and that's when you and it was it was one of those things where If it didn't get solved, it would have made a major, major impact to to my business. So there could be a lot of stress there, you know. I'm sure you've had situations like that. I mean, it doesn't matter what you do. If you're doing any kind of role in a business, your role might not be the most priority one, but it's a role nonetheless, and if it wasn't functioning right, it would impact the, the entirety of the business in some way, right? I mean, if it wouldn't impact the business, then the position or the, the role probably didn't need to be there. So it's doing something. In this case, it was affecting our computer systems, and we need the computer systems to run, so it's a big deal. I don't recall having all my technicians and engineers huddle around in a corner while we sing worship songs and have a full-blown prayer meeting. But I was praying during this process. I was working late already to solve the earlier problems, which we got completed, and it was about time for me to go home, I want to say 8.30 at night, and this problem crept up, and it was bad. God gave me some wisdom to attack it from some weird different angles, And I worked with a team of people and we finally figured it out. And and not only did we fix it, but we the next morning put a fix in place so that it would never, ever happen again. And I can say with 100% surety, that problem will never happen again. Thank you, Lord. 
which, you know, I was going to talk about something else, but I think maybe we need to stay in this vein a minute, because how many times have we gone through life and we solve an issue? We get through to the other side. We might even thank the Lord that he helped us get through. And like many people in business do, I guess in any, any endeavor, once we get through the fire and we, and we solve that issue, we kind of enjoy the fact that we're past it. We keep on trucking and pretty soon there'll be another fire and we'll have to put that out and that's kind of life, that's fine. But isn't it silly if we end up dealing with the same fire all the time? I mean, wouldn't that be just nonsensical? Meaning without sense. Remember, I was reading Proverbs and the word is saying in places, especially when it comes to the adulterous woman and what to do about that situation, it refers to the person who is ensnared by her ways as a person without sense. Well, if you didn't know this, it's a good thing to be operating in sense. Dollars and cents, baby. No, you know what I'm saying. It's good to be using wisdom that God gives us and using wisdom that we've gleaned through our time on our ride. We should be using sense. And if we're fighting fires that we always seem to fight, there's a problem there. We're not doing what what I did in this case, correct the trigger. So I guess what I'm going to call it, it's a trigger. What was the trigger for this problem? What was the root cause? You know, in business, we do this root cause analysis process. If you don't want this problem again, you need to find what the root is and somehow affect the root, modify the root, eliminate the root. In this particular case, we had a situation where our database got away from us, went crazy and started to get so many transactions that it bogged down the system and before long it would completely lock up and we had to do something about it quick. Well, we figured out what to do about it quick to stop the bleeding, patch the hole, so to speak. Then we did a little bit of investigation to figure out what the root cause was. And we all had a sneaking suspicion what it was. And so the next morning, I had that root yanked the heck out. In this situation, nobody cared that the root got yanked out. In life's situations, it's a little bit more complicated, isn't it? Because you may find that the trigger issue that is causing the fires that seem to keep flaring up in your life, that trigger issue is something that you might hold dear even though it's not in accordance to God and His will for your life, it might be something that you're holding on to and you shouldn't be. So this can be any kind of addictive trigger that causes you... You know, addiction is uh, a tragic in that you lose control, right? The thing has control over you. You don't have control over it. But more importantly, it demands a high priority. And guess what? It gets higher priority than even God in your life. 
the God who can set you free from the thing. But sometimes these roots, we don't want to eliminate them. We want to nurture them almost. If we do that, we shouldn't, we shouldn't be surprised that these fires come up every now and then. I'd like to avoid those fires if I can help it. It causes grief. It causes dysfunction in the family, in the life. This is not a, are you a Christian or a non-Christian thing. This, is, this happens everywhere, okay? You're not immune when you accept Christ. But what you do have when you accept Christ is power on high that can help you put out these fires and address the root. I have to get gas, folks. So what I'm going to do is I will be right back in a moment. Well, I got to tell you, nothing like getting out in that cold 29 degree weather to make you lose your core temp. Man! So we're talking about fires and how we can sometimes get them in our lives and what we got to do to address the root issue so maybe we can avoid some of these unnecessary and they really are unnecessary fires at times. Look, here's one. I used to have some issues because I was getting very low sleep. This was a couple years back. Very low sleep. I was irritable. And it had an impact on my family. Now, you know, fix the root. You got to say to yourself, okay, is my, fi- is my family a priority in my life? Yes, okay. Do I, do I want to go around in a jerk mode all the time because I'm not getting enough sleep? No. Then... Do something about the root cause. Don't blame everybody else. It might be easy to blame them because you're in a bad situation. Your brain's not even functioning right. You don't even know what's up and down and left and right. And you're just blaming and argumentative and just a jerk. And it's your responsibility to not be a jerk. By the way, can you write that down? It's your responsibility to not be a jerk. I'm taking a rabbit trail a minute. I was on a call yesterday with some people I need to work with, and they were being a jerk to me. I mean, they really were. I was, I was, it was a call, a business call. I had the project manager in with me, and I had a couple other people on the line from from my company and then some of the other people from another company and there was a contention about something. Did I use that word right? I'll have to look it up. We disagreed about something. I was making the case. I thought I was being very diplomatic and in the middle of what I'm describing is how the system set up one of the other guys says, no, 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 no. It just interrupted me blatant and was just a jerk. There's no other way about it. He was a jerk. And, oh man, my neck got red, I'm sure, and I was like ready to blow. But if you know me, you know that I don't, I don't think I get angry too quickly. Thank you, Lord, for helping me in this. So I just let him vent, because, you know, you can't, 
if somebody's venting like that, it's not like you're going to just shout them down. And that's not going to help even if you could shout them down. It's not going to help anything. My job was de-escalation. So I let them finish venting and I said, look, I'm going to reiterate what I just said. Please let me finish. And I did. And then he understood better. I don't know. His mind wasn't with me at the time. The first time. Anyway... And the, but, it, you know, the conversation during the hour on that call, it would have fits and starts like that. Almost like he was predisposed to be argumentative. And I kept de-escalating myself in the spirit, thinking, okay, well, I'm not going to get to that level, because then we won't be able to even communicate. But it's his choice whether he wants to be that way. It's your choice whether you want to be a jerk or not. All right, so I'm going to get back on track. A lot of these fires we have to deal with in our personal lives, in our family lives, and maybe even in our work lives, are a result of a root issue, a trigger issue. Now, that's not to say that we're not going to have these difficulties crop up. In life, there will be difficulties, period, no matter who you are. So get used to that, but you need to know how to deal. And dealing with it like this Yahoo on the phone isn't the way to do it. Ultimately, that call ended well. We did come to an agreement. I believe all parties are happy. Really, thanks to my cool-headedness, I'm just going to say, it could have gone way worse. Could have. Now, where I've got to work on or maybe some interactions in the family, you know I'm working on it all the time. Activating fixes, activating root removal. <laughs> A root canal, whatever. Man, even saying that word, I've never had one, but it just sounds not pleasant, getting a root canal. Sometimes we probably think that addressing the root issue is going to be painful like that. Well, maybe sometimes it is, but someone who gets a root canal, they go through that pain in order to avoid a greater pain, a pain that would be longer lasting. I'm going to bring up another medical thing. So when I was younger, I used to get canker sores quite often. They're the sores in your mouth. And they're quite painful until they naturally heal themselves. But sometimes that can take a while, maybe a week. And they're really painful. And, you know, you brush your teeth and, and the toothpaste can irritate it. And it's just not pleasant. And it lasts for a while. Well, we had a nurse that was living in the house for a while. And she had access to this chemical thing. I think it was called silver nitrate or something. And you would put that on the sore. It's like a chemical. And it would essentially um, maybe cauterize it somehow, chemically. It completely killed the nerves, the exposed nerves. It just killed them. And almost like you, um, you know, freeze something. And it's super painful when you do that, by the way. That's the point here. It's really painful, but then it's not. 
and it won't ever be painful again. So that's like the pain of addressing the trigger or the root issue can be painful. You might have to confront somebody about an attitude or behavior that you've done or that they've done and it's uncomfortable to talk about. I mean, there's a, there's a million different triggers, but I mean, if it was easy to yank out, then you would have already done it and you wouldn't be dealing with the fires that come up from it. So sometimes it's painful. And you know what? I don't know if you can really ask the Lord, hey, can you take this pain away? Necessarily. But he can be there to help you through the pain. And he can help you deal with the trigger issue and so that that initial pain of dealing with it can subside and he can show you that there is now a peace, really, and maybe even a joy after addressing that, knowing that it won't flare up any longer. Can I tell you the key? The key is going to be the hard thing, I think. We know there's pain in in dealing with it. And so the dealing with it is the issue. You know, when I got in the car after getting gas today, I was chilled, got in the car. The car wasn't nice and warm and toasty like I thought it had been. Well, I realized that I had the heat on, but I didn't have the fan going. So you know where I'm going with this. We can have the power of God in our lives, but if we're not activating it by living out his will, we're not really affecting the environment of our ride. If you don't think you have these trigger points and roots that need addressing in your life, all you need to do is read through Proverbs. I can guarantee you, by the time you're done with it, you'll find five to 50 issues that maybe you could concentrate on in your life. Ask the Lord to help you through it and address certain things. And the days are going to look different. You're going to walk through life different. There is something to this renewing of the mind. You know, being on the backside of that problem I had at my work, I have a peace. Why? Because even though that day was tough and we solved the problem and we found the root and we yanked it out, I have peace right now knowing that that will never happen again. I might have some other kind of issue happen, but that's part of my job to handle. And I'll deal with it when it comes. But that issue, 100% not going to happen again. What kind of issues in your life would you like to say, I'm on the back side of that thing and that will never happen again. I will never have that attitude toward my wife again or toward my kids again because I realized there was this root of bitterness in my life or this root of anger. I'm not going to have that anymore. I'm not going to let that control me. I control it. I choose whether or not I'm going to be a jerk. That business call I was on, I remember being in it agitated. It's not like we don't get agitated. It's just what we do with it. What do we do with the energy, that agitation energy? What do you do with it? Man, I focused. I'm not perfect at this. 
but I have had a little bit of practice when it comes to this kind of thing. And I was praying. I was asking the Lord to help me say the right things. That's really all I know to do when you get so agitated. It's like, just, Lord, give me the right things to say. If, if, if only that, if I say the right things, well, in the right way, too, obviously, then all the other stuff you don't have to worry about. I mean, really, it's communication. So, it, Lord, help me say the right things in the right way. And if, if you answer that prayer, we're going to be in good shape. You know, I could have been in that, that conversation, and, and my main priority was getting my own way. And I might have had to fight really hard for it and, and be a jerk about it. But I was asking the Lord. I truly was. I was letting Him guide the discussion. Maybe that's a good thing to think about when when you're dealing with other people. Let the Lord guide the discussion. You might go to places where maybe you wouldn't have gone, but if the Lord's if the Lord's leading that discussion, you know that you're going to go to a place that needs addressing or needs well, yeah. It kind of takes the pressure off a little bit. But you have to be talking with the Lord and having a relationship with him daily so that you trust that he can lead you in that. Does that make sense? Ultimately, that call ended with both parties basically getting what they wanted. I learned a thing or two from them. I think they learned a thing or two from me. I kept things de-escalated, and that was on me because I'm the one who called the meeting, so I'm kind of running it. So if it escalated ridiculous, that's kind of on me. So I got to make sure that we don't have a jerk call. I'm finding in life that you take any population of people, most of them want to be followers. A few want to be leaders. And the, and a few don't care. <laughs> Whatever. But many want to be followers. Many don't want to take the reins. What I'm challenging us all to do is when it comes to our attitudes and our interactions with other people and our conversations, take the reins and be a man or be a woman and don't be a jerk and be mature. What will happen is people will start to recognize you as someone who has a steady presence, a steady state of mind, a spirit that isn't flailing around wildly but is consistent. I've worked with many people through the years and the ones that I can remember that I like working with are the ones that don't get rattled by the the fires of the day. They just kind of, all right, this is what we got to do. This is what we're going to do. You notice they were leading. I want us all to be leaders. We're called to be leaders. Fathers, we're called to be leaders in the family. Mothers, you're called to be leaders in the family. Children, you're called to be leaders in your circle of influence. Rise up and take that leadership. And part of leadership is finding those root issues and pulling them out with God's help. All right? So you stay in that word. You live in peace. You pray for those who persecute you. And don't be a jerk! (laughs) And I will see you on the flip.